The Tigers are premiers for the 10th time in their history. William Ryan has climbed on Max Gorn and taken a miraculous mark. Runs towards goal. It's as good as you'll ever see. The winner of the 2019 Brownlow medal, Nathan Vine of the Fremantle Football Club. The miracle of grass! It's a Grundy! It's Grundy! Hello everyone and welcome to the 5th Quarter Podcast, brought to you by Nobleman Podcast Network and Pure VPN. I am Ben Norris and joined as always, I with me is Brent Evans. Hello. And Nathan Ogg. Ahoy. And we'll be breaking down all the stuff that has happened in the second round, which has finally occurred. Thank you. Ah, it's been long, too long. Uh, but before we get into any of that, I'll get quickly, just go into the, some footy tips as well. Uh, at, out in front, as always, because it's, it's just, that's who he is. It's Nathan Ogg. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, didn't even, I haven't even checked because I was dreading it. But No, he's, he's, he's up. He's, he did tie with Justin for the amount of uh, uh, he got right uh, this week with six. Um, but he's still two up in front of Justin, uh, who's on 11. And then you've got uh, Raj, Mark, and Ashley all on 10. Uh, and then uh, Brent on 9, myself on 8. Paul still on 7 because he forgot to tip last week. So I've got like three. So I'm, yeah, I got, I'm, I'm back got, in form. Yeah, I'm, I'm grossly out of it. Uh, I, think, I think Nathan gets like inside information because he's got this habit of like, Tipping a team on the podcast and then like five minutes before bounce down, well, that changes his tip. Well, his brother is known to you know chat with the uh, with the players every now and again when he can. So yeah, maybe that maybe you got some there's some credence to that. You know. Yeah, maybe we should um penalise him with one tip every round. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a and- um, it's a it's a handicap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But to be uh, fair, I was, I, you haven't got to the end of the list. But the dude that just joined this week is only a tip behind you, Ben. That's a good point. Uh, I'm going to go with M. Chioto, as how do you want to pronounce that? I don't know why. Um, I'm just going to go with that. Uh, But he got seven right out of a possible nine. Uh, He actually won the round that week. So he won the round. He won the round. Yeah, he did actually. Watch your back. Yeah. I know. I am trembling. (laughs) Uh, And then Bree Clark's like bringing up the rear on three. Um, So... With all that said and done, we'll go straight into our heroes and villains, and I'm actually going to start things off with my villain, because I want to get this out of the way now. My villain is... We'll the... see you in 40 minutes. Yeah, I'll try and be... I won't... I'll try not to take too long. But the vi... my villain for this week is whoever was the ratbag who decided to racially vilify Eddie Betts on Twitter. Uh... You, you apparently it's come out that um, he may have been an Essendon supporter. I can tell you distinctly, he is not an Essendon supporter. He never was an Essendon supporter because an Essendon supporter doesn't do that. An Essendon supporter realizes that if you, if for, one, you don't think like that to begin with, but two, by doing that, not only are you hurting Eddie Betts and spitting in his face, you're also doing that to Michael Long. You're doing it to Gavin Wanganine. You're doing it to Dean Rioli. You're doing it to Anthony McDonald, Tippin Woody. You're doing it to every single Indigenous player that has ever put on the red and black jumper. You kind of forgot about that when you posted that tweet, didn't you? You forgot about every other Indigenous Australian that's ever played the game of football. You forgot about every other Indigenous Australian 
just period. Period. Yeah. You didn't care. You didn't think. That that was your problem. You don't think. <sighs> yeah, well, he, you can tell he doesn't because he picked a pretty good time to do it. And that was the other um, thing as well. Out of all the times to do it, why do it now? I mean, you shouldn't do it at all, but why? Why think that it's a good time to do it now other than the fact that he thought that he had a, he had the platform to do it on? So then we've got to ask ourselves, why does he think he has a platform to do it on? What can we do to make sure he, they, that doesn't happen again? And then do it. It's kind of, um, it's semi-related, semi-unrelated, but it's probably the best time to mention it. You guys hear about the Frio member who tweeted the club and said, if the boys kneel yeah. for Black Lives Matter, I'm going to um, cancel my membership. So yep. they just called him and were like, Cool, here you go. Here's your money back. Exactly. And, I'm, and I was actually quite proud of another Essendon supporter to come up and go, hey, I'll buy those memberships instead. And like, there was another, and there was a Bulldog supporter who did the same thing. That's the kind yeah. of... Those are supporters. Not whoever that was. Not that. Not whoever did the, the that bets tweet. Yeah, and on social media, so it could... Yeah, so it's broadcast... To the can't world be erased world. from memory. No. It was stupid. It was idiotic. He was not. He's not an Essence supporter. Even if he claims to be one, he isn't. But that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm. I'm, I'm uh, I've got one objection to your villain. Um, w- my issue is why did you go first? Because how can we compete with that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to change my villain. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm not sure I can get anywhere near as. As much of a solid point across for my villain, so I'm kind of just cowering in the corner at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys, but I just like it was just something that I needed to get off the chest. I'm sure. And again, I'm not. It's it's not even. I'm. I shouldn't be saying anything because it's not my. It's but. No, no. Uh, all, I felt like I had to. In all fairness, that was a that was a great job. So props to you, man. That was a really good villain. Oh, that's one Thank of my favourites. Thank you. Um. But yeah, that it's it's that's a negative thing. I don't let's let's move away yeah. from that. Yeah, I, and it's worth raising though because yeah, that stuff should not be tolerated, and that's the way not that everyone everyone should react to that kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, I, and good on Eddie Betts as well for just naming and shaming the yeah. person. Like a yes. lot of a lot of these guys are reluctant to do it because they don't want to give that person the the infamy or yeah. or whatever it is the but, spot the spotlight. But when you can do it anonymously, you do it forever. Yeah. Whereas when you get called out, you're like, oh, shit, there's actually yeah. consequences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, my <laughs> hero for this week um, is actually football-related, um, and it's Reese Stanley, uh, simply because it, it looks as though... I would hope, <laughs> I'd like to think that, fingers crossed, Geelong look at this game and go, oh... There's the Ruckman we've been looking for. He's been with us the entire time. Um, no, they'll, they'll drop him. They better not. Because, like, so when the game was there to be won in that first half, when it was back and forth, back and forth, Reece Stanley was the reason um, Geelong was getting first use of the ball. So Geelong's midfield, which is, you know, Dangerfield, Selwood, um, I think, uh, yeah, uh, Duncan, um, Parfit. Those are, that's a really good midfield when it gets first use of the ball. When it's not getting first use of the ball, that midfield's basically like every other midfield that it has to defend. It's a defend, you know, it's 
it has to just defend. It has to get the ball back off of the opposition. As soon as that midfield gets first use of the ball, no other no other midfield is going to get it off of them. So so Reece Stanley, you know, making sure that his midfield is getting first use of the ball now is what propelled Geelong to you know uh, at least keep on even track with Hawthorne when the you know when that game was good, and then when they and then. Uh, when uh, after the second half, Hawthorne kind of just ran out of legs, and Geelong just carried on. But re- but the whole reason they you know they were in they were able to do that in the first place, uh, like win so convincingly, was because of what Reece Stanley was able to do in the first half. So kudos to him and Geelong. Take notice. Yeah, I think it's funny because for me he's been that player or thereabouts that player for a while, but. Commentators spend so much time focusing on like how good Selwood is, how good Danger is, how good Tim Kelly was when yeah. he was there, and because none of the like those players were having an impact, but because none of them were breaking the game open, they you had to take notice of Reece Stanley, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, how good is how good is Reece Stanley, by the way? Yeah. So because they finally shut up about Danger, everyone Field. else, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's my hero. Uh, who, who wants to go next? I'll go next because um, Nathan and I traded heroes, thankfully. And by traded, he <laughs> stole. <laughs> yeah, well, Nathan, Nathan's, Nathan stole my hero, so he um, substituted in another hero, so yeah. I wouldn't have to name that his his hero is my hero. <laughs> you got to get in quick. You got to get in quick uh, for the, for some of these. Yeah. So my hero is um. Is Jack Higgins, so coming off mm. two bouts of brain surgery to to even play was enough for me to steal it early, but I never mentioned it, <laughs> that it was going to be Jack Higgins. And he had a... <laughs> no one... no one. It's hard to say he had a good game. No one really had a good game, that game. Yeah. <laughs> but no. he, he did get involved in a few passages and he took that not mark and... Kicked a goal that I swear only Jack Higgins could kick. Yeah. From like, it's almost worse than 90 degree angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, obviously played a huge part in them drawing the game and not losing it. And, um, my villain for the week is not footy field related, but footy commentary related. And it's just around that still somehow outdated commentary sort of about concussion or head knocks or anything like that. So the their Burgoyne tackle on Dangerfield is obviously one that everyone's been talking about and getting a bit outraged about that Burgoyne walked away with a fine and, and that was it because Dangerfield got up and ran off. Yeah. And I said to you guys on Friday, mm. just because he's fine now doesn't mean he's going to be fine in... Mm-hmm. No, to like tomorrow or two days or even a week. Yeah, and just some of the commentary from I'm not going to name names. Eddie um, <laughs> <laughs> saying, "Oh, the fact that Danger got it like bounced right up and ran off just shows how good a player he is." And it's no, that's how lucky he was. Yeah, yep. exactly right. Yeah, and it triggered me a bit because there's been comments like that made the last few years from from past players and commentators that say similar sort of things so Paddy McCartan's had his issues with concussion when he was playing Mm -hmm. and I remember I think it was last year Jonathan Brown said yep 
Oh, you know, if he if he's going to be a good player, he just has to you know get on with it. He has, yeah, he has to like wear those bumps or something like that. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, no, you kind of don't get a choice if you get concussed or not. So no. just um, just on that with the Jordan Lewis one against the Dogs and against Adelaide, I think. Um, uh, no, maybe it was the Dogs, uh, and and he got absolutely clean bowled in the head and was wiped out, just dead to the world like a corpse on the turf. Does that mean he's not a good player if he didn't yeah, get up? Yeah, crap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, not good. Oh, yeah, so no. all this time I thought Jordan Lewis was all right, but no, he's bang average. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah it's just, apparently he's weak source, yeah. Bloke. Shouldn't yeah. even be on a footy field, to be yeah. honest. Oh, there I was, wrong again. Is that, that yeah. like, so one, um, was it uh, Darren Milburn, was it? Who uh, completely knocked Stephen Silvani off of his, uh, off his feet? Was it Milburn? Can't remember who it was. Someone. Um, yeah, sauce garbage player. Yeah, so that means cost, yeah, yeah, that means Silvani. Yeah, just was nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's just just like average. a lot of the like a lot of the um, feedback that commentators were giving, specifically around McCartan. So I've detracted a bit, but um, we're just saying pretty much just you know pretty would be pretty insulting to the guy saying. You know, it's his own fault he's getting concussed or, you know, like like Jonathan Brown says, you're not tough enough because you're getting concussed. And the only positive thing I heard was Dermot Barrett and explaining why he gets hit in the head so easily. Like when he goes up mm. for a mark, he's not creating like a cage around his head to yeah. protect his head. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the obviously laughable MRO decision, $1,000 fine or whatever it was because apparently the rules needed to specify one arm. Two, not two arms. Yeah, because yeah, that 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 yeah. Well, as as I said to you guys, in a game, and it's the same with every sport. Um, in a game where there's the letter of the law, but it's officiated on, I guess, the spirit of the law and and subjective decisions, whether it's a push in the back because they had a finger mm-hmm. on the back or a full hand in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all subjective, and when it comes down to it, if the AFL can't make a decision based on that because of something, a technicality in the laws of the game, letter of the law, then that's pretty it's pretty weak by by whoever made that call. Surely I they can think Sorry, go on, man. No, I was I was just saying um when when I, I guess after that I spoke to you guys about it and I was saying kind of very much so tongue in cheek, but um I said, look, if uh if someone a player came out onto the field with a cricket bat, smashed someone over the head with a cricket bat What's the AFL going to say? Oh, we didn't actually include cricket bats into our striking charge yeah. terminology. Yeah. Make a call. Have the have the guts to say, no, nah, that's not acceptable. That's a dangerous tackle. Who cares if it was mm. one or two arms pin? Dangerous tackle yeah. and warrants some sort of... Well, uh, I guess the, th- reason, the reason they scrapped the match review panel and put the MRO in is because of largely that Bashahuli incident when he clocked someone, knocked him out, and I think they gave him a week or something. Mm-hmm. And then the AFL appealed it themselves and said it was manifestly inadequate. Yeah. And then large fallout from that was scrapping that and then having like one person do it. Yeah. And yet he consistently makes terrible decisions and they don't do anything. Yeah. And like they've acknowledged that it was wrong. Let's change the rules. Like why don't you? But I suppose if if they think that's a technicality they can get around, then I'm sure if they appealed it, that's the stupid technicality they'd come up with it only says two arms not yeah, yeah. one arm well, yeah. but then but then that's where the out, but you, then that's where you let the outrage lie you start on the front foot not the yeah. back foot 
Yeah. You start yeah. with the one week ban, and if they want to appeal on the technicality, then let them. Correct. But you. Yeah, I think any dangerous tackle should be a minimum a week. So in this case, Dangerfield was lucky. He got up, ran off. Seems to be fine. Yeah. One week. And the thing is, he gets if, he gets if tackled. McGovern gets a week for bitch slapping someone to no effect, then surely slamming someone's head into the ground <laughs> yeah. is at yeah. least equal that. Yes. Well, and 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 they can't make a case for the fact that he had an arm free because he was thrown onto the left side of his head and his right arm was free. So how are you meant to how are you meant to brace yourself for a fall across yeah, your body? I'm sure, and I'm sure a player would consciously go to protect their head if they could they wouldn't just oh exactly i'm just gonna go stiff and smash my head into the ground <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah good call yeah all right bring me. brings me to my hero uh brent um uh, I'm, I'm happy to take him off your hands <laughs> <laughs> but one so one dude that i guess there's been a lot of hype around him and 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 his mate um, who's at the same club, but there probably wasn't the ex- expectation of what he did on Saturday night um, so early in his career against such a good opposition. Well, usually such a good opposition. And that's Matt- Matty The Rock Rowell. The Rock, because, I mean, <laughs> give him two more years and he's probably going to look like Dwayne Johnson. He's an absolute oh, yeah. unit of a man. I was going to uh, say, just look at his body, man. I mean, it is already quite rocky. Like it's <laughs> okay. This Get... is my my hero, Ben. Calm down a little. Sorry, mate. I, 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 sorry, mate. I was getting myself quite rocky. Yeah. <laughs> hey So he actually. I know this isn't a isn't a stat that anyone necessarily cares about unless you play the game. But he he led the entire game for fantasy points, which tells you how much oh, wow. involve, inv- involvement he had in that contest. So he laid seven tackles, twenty six disposals, two goals, and uh, for for a dude that. Has, is in his second game of league footy to be best on ground against what is one of the best three teams in the comp. Um, Supposedly, yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a phenomenal effort. And as as the game progressed, I was like, nah, surely he's going to fall off. He's going to drift away. He's, uh, you can't keep this up. But the guy is just, I don't know, he looks seasoned. And alongside Noah Anderson, who was also equally, not equally, but very impressive, um, who had 19 touches of the ball and a goal, I just thought these guys... The Gold Coast have got something here, and, and hopefully they can hold on to them. Because tell you what, that's going to be one hell of a force to wreck with in a few years. Just an, uh, an aside uh, on on the West Coast Gold Coast game. Is anyone concerned about Liam Duggan each year looking more and more like a serial sex offender? <laughs> <laughs> so he. He was such a, you know, he was such a nice-looking boy when he was drafted. He was clean cut, and then he grew a ratty mustache, which he's had for a while, and now he's got the the worst muller I've ever seen. That was, and if you look at him, you, you'd cross the street if you was, saw him. I reckon that was not where I was expecting that to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually funny that he actually still looks better than um, oh, who's the bloke that went to North from Port Adelaide, not Pollock. Yeah. Uh, Pittard. Pittard. Jasper Pittard looks atrocious yeah. now as well. So I don't know what... Yeah. Those two must be taking tips from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if we're, going, if we're going to go on that, um, can I just make a little PSA? Um, Dylan Shield, I understand that it's been, you know, quarantine and COVID and everything like that, but um, if you could please get a haircut, the man bun is not really suiting you, man. I'm just... <laughs> just just putting it out there just if you can I think, do that and, I, think and I think he's missed the boat that was kind of two years ago wasn't it yeah Where, really, yeah yeah because uh i'm sure hurley could give him some tips 
Oh, dude, Hurl, think, Earl, think... all of Hurley's hair has gone to his beard. It's great. <laughs> I think Grundy's the only one rocking a man bun now. Oh, and Fife. Yeah, but, I mean, Grundy is the kind of guy who can rock a man bun. Yeah, he's like the most hipster-looking person I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, it takes me to my villain. Um, and this one's just more of a, I'm not going to go to specific incidents because this has actually been talked about quite a lot in the footy media over... Uh, the last couple of days since it ha- happened, but why the hell? My villain is somewhat the AFL in a way, I guess, and I had to get in early because we usually make them a villain frequently throughout our, our podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, this is nothing new. <laughs> but, <laughs> but whoever assigned... Okay, so Frio and West Coast and, and the Adelaide clubs, but Frio and West Coast have travelled all the way across to Queensland and are based in a hub, and we still have to have Dean Margetts officiate our games. <laughs> <laughs> he he is the most frustrating. You don't like him. You oh, really don't. He's atrocious. We have to watch him every week that we play here. And now and now he decides he's going to come and follow us over to the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so if we have him again in this hub, I'm going to be spitting chips. I, I, I get it. Shocking call. Matt Tabernard shouldn't have dropped it either. But... Oh, tell you what! If I have to put up with this guy the whole hub hub time, I might not. I might not have to change my villain. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! And I'm not one to bag on any other umpires, but that dude is a knob. Uh, I don't know. I don't personally know Dean Margetts. I'm not uh, going to make any comments on uh, how who Dean Margetts is. Uh, Nathan's opinions are solely his. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, don't find don't find me. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Yeah, that's me. Uh, so well then, let's uh, take a quick break to talk about security, shall we? Take a moment. Yeah. Take a moment. To consider how much of your life is transmitted over the internet on a daily basis. Don't worry, I'll wait. A lot. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, just considered it. That's a lot. Yeah, no, it's quite creepy, isn't it? It's almost as creepy as Liam Duggan currently looking. Um, (laughs) Not quite. So in this day and age, pretty much your entire life is up for sale to anyone. And with the world currently... And with the world currently in lockdown, we're spending more and more time online than ever. One of the best ways to secure your data and your life is by using V... That. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Nice one. <laughs> one of the best ways to secure your data and your life is by using a VPN. Brent, if you keep all of this in, I'm going to hate you for life. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Which means you're probably I'm going about to. It now. now that yeah. I've said that, you're going to. Great. Yeah, this I wasn't. Is, oh, well. I've, I've just <laughs> shot my own foot. Oh, great. So, let's continue, shall we? Whether it's high-speed streaming, browsing, security, file sharing, or simply just privacy, you get everything you need with a pure VPN. Your privacy is guaranteed with pure VPN's military-grade encryption, anonymous IP addresses, and a global network of high-speed servers to suit every purpose. Pure VPN allows you instant and unrestricted access to all your favorite content through 2,000 strategically placed servers to help overcome any restriction. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like any of them are in Australia. I'm lying. I'm just, I'm kidding. I don't actually know if that's, yeah, they, they do have service here. Don't worry. They're just, it's because it's Australia. It's slow. It's a joke. Anyway. This is, go- this is going well. <laughs> This is a good ad. <laughs> really selling this week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Should I just do it all over again? No, please. Keep going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Pure VPN. If you like this, just let us know. I'll, I'll do this again. 24-7 support, ultra-fast speed, with the ability to connect up to five devices simultaneously. That's two more than KO. That's excellent. Pure VPN is compatible with Mac, Windows, Android, iPhone, Linux, Chrome, Firefox, uh, hot weather balloon. Others. I don't know. Um, <laughs> other devices you can imagine throwing at it. Like, just th- like throw the actual device at Pure VPN and it will just, it will do it. Like that. Guaranteed. Not guaranteed. <laughs> Lucky listeners of the Fifth Quarter podcast can experience Pure VPN for as little as $2.88 a month. $2.88 a month. With a full... Yeah. Yeah. Try that. Again. <laughs> Pure... <laughs> This is fantastic. <laughs> Can we I'm just make a- this an episode on its own? <laughs> I'm doing Yeah. A- I am doing This a- is a special content. Oh, man. So you can get it as for as little as $2.88 a month with a full 31-day money-back guarantee. <laughs> Simply visit... God, I suck at this. Simply visit purevpn.com slash fifth quarter special. That's purevpn.com slash fifth quarter special to take advantage of this exclusive deal. No other VPN provider offers the perfect combination of premium add-ons and features like PureVPN. $2.88 a month to have your online privacy secured, unrestricted access to content, and guaranteed speeds. PureVPN.com slash fifth quarter special. Do it, get it, got it, good. I am never doing that again. And you can see why it's beneficial to pay for things. <laughs> generally better quality when you pay for it. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon you could get a job on the morning show. One of those, you know, how you sell those those mops for like three easy payments yeah. in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, three simple oh. payments of seventy nine ninety five. No, okay, honestly, if anyone, if, if, if people, if people buy pure VPN simply from my ad read, then I, hey, I might have to bring you on full time. Exactly. I'll, I'll there, then there is a market for it, and I'll 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 go with it. Anyway, Beardy. let's move on. Two, (laughs) yes, yes, we can. Two captivating questions. Uh, Does anyone want to start off first or shall I? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Go Give Ben a break. Thanks, mate. So, no state league footy at all. Players players that aren't picked aren't allowed to do anything, really. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw that, well... West Coast and Gold Coast reserves had a scratch match against each other and West Coast had to borrow players from Gold Coast because they can't send all 44 to the hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, is now the time for a national reserves competition and to just let leave the state leagues to compete as their own thing? No. And And the reason I say that is because... Right now, I don't think anyone could afford to run a yeah. national reserves team. Yeah, I would if also North say can barely afford to run their first team. Yeah, I, I would also be reluctant to do that to add another like league. Let it, even though it's just a reserves league, I'm reluctant to do that simply because you're, you're furthering diluting the talent pool. 
that's that, that's already kind of diluted. Well, not necessarily because the national the reserves would just be the guys the that players, are already yeah. on a list who aren't picked. Oh, I see. And they they yeah, could yeah. just travel. So like, well, the I mean the state they just travel like with that. the team and play the reserves team of. Yeah. So similar to how like amateur footy works, you've got like the A team and then you know all the different divisions like sort of play after each other at the same time and they generally play the same. They're going to play the same team if they do. They're going to have to increase the list site, the the mm. number of players on a list. So because if there's say forty four on a list and you've yeah. got ten or fifteen. Or they say you got ten injured. Um, that leaves you pretty thin. Yeah, you you wouldn't even be able to field a second team. So, um, mm. if they increase the list size and can find a way to just chuck all those blokes all on the same plane as they travel to whatever venue they're going to play the team at, I mean, I'd be all for it. I'd love to see it, but it's oh, just yeah. um, like with clubs like North or the Doggies and stuff. If if it's not financially viable to yeah. even really do, then I can't see it. I mean, yeah, in the in the perfect world, a national reserves league would be beautiful. Um, but it, yeah, it, it comes down to yeah logistics, finances, everything like that. Um, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Um, but it'd be great for it to happen. Yeah, because for me, the state leagues are sort of at the point where they don't make money anyway. No, because they just get drip fed whatever the AFL feels like giving to them, which is going to be nothing now. mm Hmm. And yeah, West Coast and Frio they had a bit of a dogfight on their hands for five years to try and just get a, affiliated with a with a team. Yeah, uh, which they both did, but it left a sour taste in West Coast mouth, and they formed their own team in the waffle that competes for points but doesn't qualify for finals and doesn't make money. Yeah, so it's like the most roundabout way of being able to have a standalone team that is yours that's not sort of it's your players are on the team but they're not coached by you they have no idea what the system is or anything like that whereas you see like Geelong have the Geelong VFL team and they get a lot of their players from that yeah Grian Myers I think was probably the highest profile one that I can remember he was on there basically playing for Geelong for three years without being listed by Geelong yeah and it could be another way of, I guess, clubs securing rookie talent well, earlier um, without having to officially list them. If that makes sense, Anthony. It's, well, it's was the same thing kind of thing. I think with Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody was like he was a he's a uh, like a up in the Tiwi Islands or Northern Territory, something like that. But um, was brought down to Essendon just to play in their VFL reserves team. Um, and played yeah. with them for like a couple of years, and Essendon were like, "Well, no, we we kind of want him put him onto a uh, onto our list." So they, I think they rookie listed him first, and then elevated yeah. him, and now he is where he is. Um, but that, yeah, no, that's none the of that benefit of playing with the similar system. Exactly. For yeah. Yeah. X amount of time. Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my captivating. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, I like it. Hopefully, it captivated those of you at home. <laughs> Well, it captivated me. Um, Nathan, did you want to go next? Oh, or? fire away, buddy. All right, mate. Well, um, gives Nathan pretty, time to make one. Pretty, up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine's, 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 mine's pretty simple, but probably uh, have quite the conversation. Um, so, was that Gold Coast's best win, and was that Adelaide's worst loss? Not Adelaide's worst loss. Uh, a lot of attention is getting called to it because it was. A showdown and they were pathetic. Yeah. They've, they've played worse than that. 
Gold Coast best win. I mean, there's probably there's not a lot to choose from. <laughs> I but think- there are so there are some pretty memorable ones where Carmichael Hunt. Like, yep. Yeah, we start to get behind and you're like, oh, wow, that was like their best win. So it seems like every time they win, it's their best win because yeah. they never do it. Yeah. I, I think I think for me, the only the only reason I'm not kind of too hyped about it is we've just come out of 10 weeks in, in isolation. Mm. And I, I, I always expected some teams to come out the blocks a little slower. And if West Coast just had a bad week because they had 10 weeks off, then that's yep. just the case. So... Um, if, if for example, they'd done that to West Coast when they're absolutely flying and the season was underway, I'd be a lot yeah. more taken back by it. But, um, yeah. yeah, this time, I, I mean, I definitely didn't expect it, no way. But I'm also kind of thinking, you know what, if any t- if, if a team's going to slip up at any time, it's going to be this first couple of weeks coming back. But yeah. that's what you want to do as a young team is catch catch teams napping. Yeah, so for sure. I mean, West Coast did their thing and they kicked like five goals in five minutes and it seemed like they'd woken up. But then Gold Coast just stepped up and West Coast fully fully stopped. Yeah. So, and the reason I'm not super optimistic is last year they were two and two. Mm. And finished 18 and, no, they finished 20 and two. Yeah, I think. And they, two and 20, two and 20. And they've got five less to game, games to play with this year. Yeah, so... Which, which on the current form makes Port Adelaide, Essendon, and um, North. You know it. Uh, yeah, that puts them right up there. Yeah, <laughs> Top it does. Four, mate. Oh, how sweet it is. Yeah, Ben's booked his granny tickets already. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I can't. It's, it's impossible. But if I could, I would. <laughs> Dude, we, we finally beat Sydney in Sydney. And who tipped you to do so? Not me. <laughs> I tipped the exact opposite. I tipped them to lose to it by a kick and they ended up winning by a kick. So that's how I know. That's how I know. We're grand final bound, baby. <laughs> uh, Nathan, have you come up with a captivating question yet? Yeah, I, I, it's not that captivating, but oh. I was actually I was actually thinking about it. and Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, could, it could be captivating if I develop it a little more. Exactly. But I, was th- I was thinking about the game on Thursday night. And we kind of made comments and references to it. Dusty wasn't the most effective with his disposals. Um, no. To put it no. nicely. And yet there was never any comment around it. It's just like if he touches the ball, the commentators get so excited as if he's done something miraculous. But when oh, he's he, something when he, special, I reckon. When he turns the ball over, when he shanks it somewhere, it's just kind of like, oh, well, I'll sweep that one under the rug. So I guess the question is, uh, are commentators just... Like, do they just jump on the bandwagon of like, and they have to fully back someone, and they just don't get off? Or is is there is there some kind of rule that I'm missing here? Like with danger, if danger makes a mistake, nothing's made of it. It's like the guy, the guys can do no wrong. Um, I th- I think the game, in terms of like ratings and broadcasting and everything, has become so superstar centric. Mm-hmm. So the. A- the AFL or like its media partners, they seem obsessed with comparing this sport directly to the NBA, which is nope. superstar focused because there's five people on the team, Wrong. not 22. Wrong yeah. sport to compare. Yeah. But I mean, even the NFL is pretty superstar focused. Yeah. But because if you look at the Brownlow, I've been thinking about this. You look at the Brownlow last year, and I think like the person who came third had like 30 votes. Yeah. When does and you've that seen happen? years like Ben Cousins won with twenty. So 
like even the umpires are like, let's just give all the votes to the superstars of the comp and make sure you know the the top five of the Brownlow is is always going to have five Dangerfield and Dusty in it with thirty yeah. something votes each. Um, so I think commentators are probably encouraged to hype up the the marketable players. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what like I was thinking. Talk- I think the the thing that kind of um, that's why it stuck in my head was I watched the St Kilda game and every time he even went near the ball, they were just ram- rambling on about King as though he was just this like superstar forward that had blown the game open and stuff. And he would drop a couple of marks and like, keep at it, young son. Like, But if someone else <laughs> yeah. does that, if someone else that's just come into the system drops a couple of marks, they're just like, oh, like it's. I guess there's not... Send him back not, to the state league so he can yeah, learn how to play football. Exactly. There's not the same leniency. And it's like they've got these guys they hype up. When they make a mistake, it's like, oh, well, everyone makes mistakes. But if it was someone else, they'd be like, oh, he's had a bad game. So it's just a bit weird. You're probably right. It, it must be a marketing thing. Yeah, well, it's funny because last week you said Dusty's in either one is either one, two, or three in clangers, mm-hmm. like unforced errors. And on Thursday, I saw him shank a kick out of bounds on the full, and then one of the commentators is just says, "Oh, I've never seen him do that before." <laughs> Actually, it's I, like one in every three kicks, mate. Yeah, <laughs> is, I I do wonder. Even his coaches questioned his uh yeah disposal efficiency before so yeah i I do wonder um just kind of getting back onto the commentary thing um if yeah i'm sure there is like that marketing side of it but i do wonder uh that to to couple with couple that with um just sort of their own biases so they they already know that they're going to they're asked they are superstars so they're inherently focusing on the good and not really paying too much attention on the bad yeah 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 no, that's fair enough. I just, I just wish it was a little bit more balanced. But I guess we can't, we can't have everything. It's no, just, we, um, we, we well, can't I, all. Ha- they can't all be Dennis Committee, I'm afraid. Well, I understand the commentators in the Gold Coast game being like, "Wow, this guy's having a blinder with Matty Rowers playing." But to oh, focus, yeah. f- to focus on King as if he like had a five goal hole on debut or something. I was just like, <laughs> it's, yeah, he's yeah. not tearing this game apart by any stretch. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, any more captivating questions? I've got I've got one, but I'll save it just in case I uh, can't come up with one next week. Oh, okay. So I'll keep on. it in the in the bag. So oh. I'm guaranteed a captivator <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! That'll captivate you all week. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm pretty good as far as mine goes. So if you yeah. want to ask anything, Ben, that's fine. But I'm good. Um, I only had the the one to be honest. Um, oh well, that's alright. <laughs> short, short, sharp podcast. That's what we want. Um, we might just move straight on to to brave or stupids then, if that's uh, if that's okay with everyone. What about uh, our redraft? Oh yes, I completely forgot about that. Thank you very much for reminding me. Yes, the nineteen ninety nine AFL redraft that we did. Uh, so, um. If anyone doesn't know, we are currently, uh, last year we did the redrafts of the AFL seasons of the past, or I, yeah, I think it was like the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so this so this year we're going into the 90s, the best decade ever. <laughs> um, so, and, we'll, <laughs> and so we'll start with 1999. Uh, our, we do the, we redraft the top 10, going from 10 to 1. 
Uh, so who would like to go first? Oh, I'll go and just rip that Band-Aid off early. (laughs) I I know you've got a secret one near the top, and if you steal mine, I'm going to just turn my mic off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought I'd just throw out this disclaimer, because Ben Ben let us down again. No, I'm just joking, Ben. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, what did I do now? (laughs) We're not selecting father-son draft picks, so Jonathan Brown is a noticeable... Absentee from our top tens, yeah. Because before, prior to the rule change, we didn't have to invest anything. You could pick them last, and it's not a true reflection of no, you know what really happened in the draft. Um, but ten, I've actually just changed it at the last minute. <laughs> Had to sneak him in there. Going, um, Brad Green. Ooh, oh, yeah. Um, good choice. The good. player for me who probably just played at the wrong team didn't get yep probably the accolades or the respect that he deserved um i swear every time he played west coast he just like tore him a new one so maybe they were like the 10 or 15 good games he ever played <laughs> but they seem like the 10 or 15 best games ever played no i do so. re- i do remember brad green like being the one consistently good melbourne player yeah it, super talented yeah, yeah. when in that period where they were just worse than horrible yeah yeah i feel like i've got uh blue and yellow glasses on in this one so in this draft because i've got three eagles in my 10 but i'm going to try and make a case for all three of them i don't have to make a case for one of them but (laughs) so number nine i've gone adam hunter Mm -hmm. um so blue and gold bias as well as key position bias and he could play either end and was Quite good at both ends. Mm-hmm. And just... It was sort of halfway between Enforcer and Agitator as well. So that that side had a lot of attitude. And um, he was... I remember that Geelong game where he got like shoved into the dugout. I think it was by Cam Mooney. And then he came back on basically with a bandage over his whole head. And played a huge. He played centre half back, and then they threw him up forward and played a huge part in them winning that game. I think they're like nine goals down. Uh, number eight, I've got Paul Hazelby. So he slid down from his real draft order. I think he, what was he taking at three or four? I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, Paul Hazelby, uh, very familiar with him as an Eagles supporter. I saw him win many, many Ross Glendinning medals. Mm. And uh, if he played for anyone else, probably would have heard a lot more about him just funny so uh, just because I, I i don't get to talk about him in my list but um <laughs> i i just want to throw this in there he was the he was the rising star from this draft so oh was he yeah so he won yeah, the rising right. star from from this group of people so all the ones ahead of him he was the rising star only to go on and be outdone by a few of them <laughs> yeah yeah a few of them well his Except- star his star was rising at the time it just sort of didn't it kind of hit a point and then didn't go any further. And and he did yeah. make headlines in the newspaper. I don't know if you guys remember that, where they are. Uh... Yeah, with his wang out. With his wang out. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I um, Googled him the other day and that was like the first thing that came up. So it's still the most, I guess, the most searched thing about Paul Hazel. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, number seven, probably a bit of a shock to you guys. I've got Ryan O'Keefe. Uh, he just always impressed me when I watched him play. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Saints. 
Uh, one of Norm Smith in 2012. Yep, stole it from Not Brad. Not bad for an old bloke. Stole yep. it from Brad Sewell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the last, well, two of the last three Norm Smiths have been stolen, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, Darren Glass. Had to chuck him in there just because. Yeah. Uh, excellent shutdown yeah. defender. I used to be outraged that Matty Scarlett got all the accolades before I sort of recognised the the benefit of a true rebounding defender. Darren Glass, if he handballed it more than five metres, you were you're a bit worried about where it was going to go. <laughs> I saw him have a shot. In the goal square and nearly miss. A set shot and nearly miss. Um, so when he had the ball, he was sort of a bit worried that something bad was going to happen. But when he was punching the ball away, when the ball was heading in his direction, he knew something good was going to happen. Uh, number five, I've gone Cameron Ling. So I've had to go on-field exploits, trumping commentary exploits. <laughs> Media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Pretty renowned tagger, really, because he was respected for his ability to stop a player and and get his own ball, which is what a lot of... I think Crowley copped a lot for that, and someone compared him directly to Cameron Ling. Yeah. I've gone Corey Enright at number four. The good old, not good enough for the midfield, so play as a small defender and probably was one of the best I was going to say, and just, small defenders in the league at and the time. just completely make that his own yeah 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 uh stevie milne number three yep how many goals did you kick 500 and 574 574 i'll let nathan do the research <laughs> yeah so 574 goals crumbing crumbing at revolt's feet and played a huge part in there yep i guess kind of success <laughs> Uh, I've had to go so one and two probably pretty obvious by now. Number two, I've gone Dean Cox. And so who um, who was th- who was? Oh, so Milne was three. Enright was yeah, four. Milne is three. Okay, Enright's four. Yep. Dean Cox is number two. Um, for obvious reasons and uh, the outrage we spoke about last week. Yep. And uh, number one I had to go Matty Pavlich for the reasons we said last week. Like yep. there's no other player that's won yep. all Australian on each line. Yep. There's no other player that could probably ever exist that would could play like a third of his career at centre half back and kick seven hundred and something goals. <laughs> and yeah, if he played for a better team, we'd I think a lot of people would be talking about him a lot more than they mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh Brad Green, Adam Hunter, Hazelby, Ryan O'Keefe, Darren Glass, Cameron Ling, Corey Enright, Stevie Milne, Dean Cox, and Pav, number one. That's decent. Um, I'm going to go... That's my soul. I'll, I'll go next because mine's actually going to be pretty quick and you'll, you'll find out why. <laughs> so, number 10, I did have until about five seconds ago Ben Johnson and then decided to put in Brad Green because thank you, Brent, <laughs> for reminding me that he was actually in that draft. Um... <laughs> I told you here, don't get no respect. No, exactly. Uh, number number nine, I went uh, Paul Hazelby for the yep. same reasons. Number eight, I went Robert Murphy. Um, yep. For because uh, yeah, the, the dashing rebound defender, um, they, like you know, the most unfortunate person to not. Well, no, probably at least top five most unfortunate people to not win a premiership <laughs> in a premiership team. Um, the other four are Essendon players. No, no, no. I'm I'm thinking of a Hawthorne player that didn't do it. Wasn't there in the '80s because of like cancer or something like that. 
Like that was that was a terrible, terrible like thing. And they won the premiership in, uh, that year, and they yeah, you know, he was like the tw- that was like he was considered like the nineteenth uh, player or something like that. It was it was actually quite, oh, it's, wow. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah. You should look into it. It's quite, I can't remember his name at the moment. Hawthorne fans will be able to tell me um, or yell it at me. Um, <laughs> just yell it at him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's actually quite a heartwarming story. You should look it up. Um, number seven, I went Darren Glass. Um, yep. And I went Luke McFarlane at number six. Uh, they were, I mean, for me, six, those were too interchangeable. They were just as good as each other, in my opinion. Um, let And now let the debate begin. Um, <laughs> but now this is why it's going to be so quick, because my top five is exactly the same as Brent's. <laughs> Cameron Ling at number five, Enright at four, Milne at three, Cox at two, Pavlich at one. Get out of my head. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've done so many players a disservice not having them in my top ten. Uh, yeah, like yeah, like getting rid of Bob Murphy, getting rid of Paul Chapman. It's just like oh, yeah, man. Chappie was a tough one. I, I was basically yeah, Luke McFarlane. I was just like oh boy. I I nearly I I nearly had Chapman in there, but I was like I. I couldn't. It was either I had to keep Stephen Milne in there. He was the the small forward. Um, yeah. So I mean, Chapman in his own right is a magnificent player, but when you look at who he was drafted with around, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just unfortunate. How good was that draft for Geelong? It's mental. Yeah, it's almost like they won some premierships from it. <laughs> <laughs> Tanking works, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much this list is like Frio, West Coast, and Geelong. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of fill-ins. Um, all right, so I've got at number 10, Ryan O'Keefe. Almost yep. almost 300 games, 286 mm-hmm. for 261 goals. And as Brent said, a Norm Smith in 2012. At number nine, Cameron Ling. Um, 246 games and an All-Australian. Uh, three flags, but I mean, so is half the rest of this list. Premiership um, captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, number eight was Luke McFarlane, 256 games, one All-Australian and one hell of a defender. Um, right in front of him is Darren Glass. And this the reason for this, I've put in 270 games. So he's played more games. He had four All-Australians, so he had four times the amount of All-Australians. But um, yeah, he was also a captain of the club. So that's a pretty pretty big win when, you, when you're drafting, you want a leader as well, which of, of course McFarlane is as well. But... <laughs> Um, McFarlane's got a better voice than Darren Glass, though. That's true. As a singer, yeah, he's yeah, he's not bad behind so, the mic. What do you what do you want, really? Yeah, yeah, nothing like a quarter time <laughs> rev up from a dude singing like <laughs> singing something, um, ho- ho- horses or something like that. Jonathan Brown, I can yeah. hear that. Um, <laughs> so number six. I've gone Joel Corey. Absolutely loved watching Joel Corey. Yeah. Oh, that's a, yes. 276 oh, guy, games, yep. almost 300 games in two All-Australians. Um, yep. That guy just didn't get the same kind of accolades as the, the dudes next to him, but he was a, nah. he was a yeah. superstar. Yep. Um, Paul Chapman I put in at five, 280 games, 366 goals, two All-Australians, one Norm, Myth, one Norm Smith, um, and, of course, three flags like half these dudes. Um, number four, I've gone Stevie Milne because what more could you want than 574 goals from a from a small forward? Um, yeah. Just from a personal uh, um, uh, bias, I would like him to not have more goals than Matthew Lloyd at Marvel Stadium. 
<laughs> but that's just, but you know, that's me. That's just me. <laughs> he's uh, he, he did it all in 275 games, and he also got two All Australian honors. Uh, this next one, I just uh, I just admire this guy. Um, Brad, uh, Chris Scott said he's still the most underrated player in the comp back in 2011 when they won the flag, and it's Corey Enright. Played 332 yeah. games. He was a six-time All-Australian. Best and fairest in two of their three flag seasons, 2009 and 2011. That there, to be best and fairest two of those years. With the- I love how you can be best and fairest in two premiership years, six All-Australian, and be underrated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the thing is... I was just like, this is phenomenal. This guy, like, but no one ever really talked about him. When they spoke Geelong, nah. they would talk Ablett. about Ablett, like yep. Selwoods, Bartels, all, all the, the, I guess, the key cogs. Um, Cameron's Mooney, Cameron Mooney's name probably didn't come up too often. but um, <laughs> <laughs> Came up because he missed more than <laughs> Yeah, that's... But Corey Enright's a gun. And, yeah, same as you guys, number two, Dean Cox, 290 games, six All-Australians. And right there with him, Pavlich, 353 games. So he played 63 more games and kicked 700 goals and six All-Australians across every line. So, yeah. um, I mean, those two are genuinely some of the, probably two of the best players to ever play over at WA Clubs. Um, when, I, when I had to pick, look, for me, it was not hard to pick Pav first. But then thinking, like, how, how much better would West Coast have been if they drafted Pavlich as well? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, oh, no. I, I, I wouldn't want to think about that to be honest because <laughs> that means we wouldn't have had, actually you know have a key forward to kick the ball to. That, that means we would have had 17 years without Pavlich <laughs> yeah that's true and like 17 years having to play against Pavlich yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah so I, I, it's oh. a pretty I, uh, it's pretty good names in there I mean honourable mentions to Gian Siracusa, Leon yes, Davis, yes, Ty Canelli, yeah. all those guys. But it yeah, was such such a, a yeah, stacked I, uh, draft. It was yeah, probably personally insulted yeah. a lot of players. I um, Joel Corey, I really wanted, and then I sort of was like, man, how many Geelong players do I need in here? But I suppose that shouldn't be a qualifier. Should it? <laughs> yeah, it's it was such a stacked, well talented draft that I didn't have any Essendon players in my to- in my ten. I couldn't, that, even, I couldn't we, even squeeze Cupido in. And we tried just, to get you to do it. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, <laughs> don't worry, there'll be plenty more to come. Like, oh, we, we know. The, 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 two, the 2000 Premiership season was built on the next coming draft, so don't worry. They'll, oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I might be oh, sick yeah. that week, eh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I mean, to be let's let's go with a little bit of a teaser then. Let's go. Let's just have a look at the the nineteen ninety eight AFL draft, um, mm-hmm. just so we know what we're we're getting ourselves into for next week. Um, you got oh, here. You go first, like like just off the crank. First cab off the rank, Des Headland, <laughs> and then you got like, and then Justin Longmuir, uh, Jude Bolton. Ah, oh, here you go, Mark McVeigh. That's your number one. Oh, for Lenny me. Hayes, number eleven. Ramanaskis, uh, Brady Hayes. Rawlings. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Brady Rawlings, Brett Burton, Nick Davis, uh, uh, da, 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 Aaron Henneman. That's more for me. Tyson Sengline. <laughs> the rest of us are like, who? Can't forget Danny Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, yeah. 
Now you've said Lenny Favola. Brendan Favola, yeah. Ooh, he's Scotland. About, I was about to say, now you've said Lenny Hayes, you can't really, I can't really top that, but Feb was, <laughs> Feb was pretty handy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah pretty handy. Uh, Andrew Wembley was in that draft as well. Yeah, so I, it's, yeah, that's another relatively stacked one. So, yeah, we're going, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Ooh. All right. So now we'll uh, go into our, our brave and stupid. So I was a bit, uh, bit keen there for initially, but um, all right. So uh, I've got one. Um, yeah. It's probably you're probably going to think it's pretty stupid, but I, I have my reasons. Uh, so we've got f- uh, a five week block at the moment, a fixture five week fixture block, a uh, five four week fixture block, uh, rounds two to five. Yeah. Essendon to go undefeated in that f- in that week in that four week block. We'll, we'll go five and zero. Oh. We'll be five uh, well, at the end of it all. What do they play? Carlton and. We got Carlton, Col- then Melbourne, and then Collingwood. Oh, sorry, Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne, Carlton, Collingwood. Okay, so so we're including round five against Collingwood. Yes, uh, I was going to say no because they'll drop a game against Melbourne or Carlton, thinking they've got it in the bag. Um, and then rock up against Collingwood. But yeah, I don't think they'll beat Collingwood anyway. All right, I'm going to call it brave because 66% of the games you should win already, and then one of yeah, them I'll call it I'll call it brave because you don't know, do you? Anyway, yeah, and one of them, I mean, you could win if if there was two out of the three that were against good opposition, then I'd be a bit more on the stupid side. <laughs> but but Carlton and Melbourne aren't necessarily good opposition. <laughs> well, good. well, I mean, if you have a look at the game they played, yeah, this past week, it's uh, that's why I kind of went well. That's actually well, got some sort of credence to it. The good thing for you is you know you only have to play a half of footy and yeah. you'll um and, and level. And I keep going and I go back to uh, when Essendon played Collingwood at Anzac Day last year and we narrowly lost to them there. So I'm, I'm I I see us matching up quite well against the Pies. That's why I, I was like, hmm, it's uh, very doable in my opinion. Probably not for anyone else, but very doable for mine. I've got one that's similar vein to Ben's. West Coast to go winless at the end of this block. Okay. They've got Brisbane this weekend. Okay. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide and then Richmond. And then Richmond. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, that's very doable. That's, yeah, I'm just, that's, that's not That's not stupid. Dude, that's not stupid. That's I, that's barely even brave. I mean, that's... Un- un- unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's some pretty tough fixtures, to be honest. Oh, man. I know. I, the first thing I saw was like, yeah, cool. We had to play Richmond, but not in Perth. Yeah. Because we would beat them in Perth. Well, or it'd be close. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. That's, oh, man. AF, the AFL does not like West Coast, clearly. <laughs> um. Yeah, That. like I said, that's, that's not, that, that's, that, I mean, that's not brave. That's just... That's, that's it just is. I think that's going to be. I think that will be reality. To be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Brisbane haven't been playing very well since the end of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Port Adelaide. Who knows? Because Adelaide are garbage, and so are Gold Coast, and they. But I mean, they beat us. So. The problem I have though <laughs> is that they're all being played at Metricon Stadium, and yeah. it's. It's quite dewy. It can be quite. It can be quite. Uh, if they get, if it's in Brisbane, uh, so sorry. R- in the, oh, so if it's on the Gold Coast, it's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of rain. A lot of, it's gonna be quite. Can get quite wet. On a West, side note as well, their game against Richmond is class as a home game 
which means they won't get a home game when they return to Perth. They'll have to travel. Right. Because apparently it's too hard for Richmond wait. To, to have an away game. Wait, 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 wait. How does, how does West Coast travel if they're going to be in hubs? No, so when they return back to Perth eventually... Yes. Basically, the trade-off is they'll get a string of games at Optus. Yep. Equivalent to however many home games they're owed. So they're playing four games on the Gold Coast, so theoretically they'd get four, four games. Home. Yeah. Yeah. But their game against Richmond is a home game, which means when they return to Perth, if if they leave the Gold Coast after round five, mm-hmm. they're only owed three extra home games instead of four. On, on the... Pl- <laughs> On the plus side for you, at least you would have played a game in Perth by the time you get back. <laughs> Frio hasn't played in Perth at all. That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. So also, I don't know. I, I, that'll be interesting to see how that goes in terms of like the the state's quarantine and everything like that. It's yeah. Um, well, it depends on it depends on what WA do. Because I mean, because if that, if WA have to travel in like they'll have to be they'll have to be in isolate they have to be in isolation for like two weeks they have to be in quarantine for two weeks before they can travel anywhere so, well, so that's why that's is, why they have hubs is this actually no. the, is this actually the case so like for example sunday frio and port adelaide play off at metricon just because mm-hmm. frio's listed on the left side of the page are they actually deeming it a home that's game? if that's a Fremantle home game it's actually considered a home game that is insane yeah so um where so this is obviously to benefit Victorian teams, I'm going. I'm guessing because I can't see how this is benefiting it's, any other. It's clearly state. benefiting Richmond because then they get another home game at the MCG. Like how? I, I, again, how is this? How is this benefiting any 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 other team apart from Victorian teams? And I'm trying to. I am trying to not have a non-Victorian bias here. No, no, that's why it's just an asterisk here for me. Whoever wins the flag is kind of not going to count because it's not it's really we can piss and moan about the fixture all we want but this is really the worst year for level footing given that four clubs yeah aren't aren't going to play at home yeah for yeah. four weeks yeah uh, yeah that is that's a good point man. I mean, Frio's plays Frio's goes five weeks yeah I mean if, if we get back in round six if that's scheduled as a West Coast home game Frio won't actually play at home till round seven yeah, that. Uh, I okay. So and that's that is if everything goes well and it's only until round five. Yeah, yes, exactly. That is true. But from what I've read, Frio are expecting to be there for another. I think they're expecting to be there for like eight to nine weeks all up. Yeah, right. Gee whiz! So who knows? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's good fun. It's um, it's it's disappointing. They really should have played more. Given that there's no there's no reason to be playing in Melbourne in the MCG because there's no crowd, right? So they should have been sending those big clubs up to Away. up to venues yeah. that don't matter right now. Yep, yep. Because yeah. it, it, I don't get I don't I didn't get the Collingwood Richmond season like season reopener in front of zero. So I get it if there's atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe but. it was like so. I, I, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, but maybe it was to try and make sure that no one 
was able to get in. So like if you were to play it at like a just a, a, a you know um, like Cadinia Park or something like that, maybe like it's it, or Princess Park or something, um, it ends up like it's a little bit more accessible for fans. So like no, it, but it's just even if all those clubs travelled like to Sydney or Gold Coast, I'm sure they could have more than just the smaller clubs doing it, which is pretty much what's happening. Mm-hmm. And Richmond are basically getting a free shot at West Coast, not at home. Yeah. is sort of like the possibly deliberate flaw in, in that and, fixture. And the, on, the only positive about this is with the fixture that's only... You only play every side once. Luckily, that it's not the case that this is a West Coast home game at a neutral venue and then Richmond get a home game against West Coast at the G. Yeah, exactly. Because that would have been yeah. dis- disgraceful. But fortunately, given that it's the only time they meet, I'm glad that it doesn't benefit Richmond in a, later on in the year. I mean, it, give, yeah, it gives I'm them the extra I'm because I bought, I bought tickets to that game. <laughs> the West Coast-Richmond game here. Do you get a refund? To, you might have to jump on a plane, mate. There's a couple of thousand going into the stands at Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, no, I bought bought tickets to three games. It was the Derby, West Coast v Richmond, and West Coast v Collingwood, and then COVID. So mm. thanks, COVID. <laughs> Waste of Speci- three months. Yeah, specific. <laughs> yeah. yeah, specifically for wasting Brent's money for nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Here's my brave or stupid. All right. Gold Coast are going to do to Adelaide what Port Adelaide did to them and just tear them a new one. I'm not going to give a margin, but I'm I'm talking. 40, I'm going to go brave because the way plus, they maybe the way Gold Coast played and the way Adelaide played, I can see that definitely happening. Yeah, I don't want to call it stupid like I would have last year. Yeah, <laughs> or last brave last because. Week. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> but brave, yeah, because they've got to have confidence after they choice word here, West Coast, um, and Adelaide are terrible. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's brave. <laughs> they look, they look <clears throat> terrible. Yeah, um, uh, Adelaide, have, have, Adelaide look like a team that can definitely win the wooden spoon this year. And I don't, yes. and I, I, and apart from the Bulldogs, who could still turn it around there doesn't seem to be too many other teams that are as bad as them at the moment um just a quick one this isn't necessarily brave or stupid this is more just a um i mean it could be but given the form of the last week and especially the last two games for the doggies my call is that western bulldogs gws although they've both played trash is going to be game of the round like it has been every other time they've met in recent times. I'll call that brave. I can see that definitely happening because they, they they don't like each other. Even though we've got Richmond Hawthorne on Thursday. I was uh, just thinking because it's at Marvel, the Bulldogs might actually play. <laughs> but <laughs> To be fair, I mean, they, they played at Marvel. They play a lot, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I guess they're coming up against Richmond Hawthorne on the Thursday night and also Brisbane West Coast, which are probably... The two headline games besides them, so I, I say Doggies Giants is going to outdo those games. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, that, that's why I call it brave. It's not it's definitely not stupid, but it is definitely it's brave. I call it brave. It's it can it can definitely happen. Um, I, I don't have any more. I've got. I do have one more. Um, after five rounds, Gold Coast will be in the top eight. Oh, hang on. Let me look at their fixture. Yeah, Adel- they got? Adelaide. 
Then Frio. Uh, Frio. Oh, they'll and lose then, that. And, and, then, then, uh... and then Geelong. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. So, so they lost round... Yeah, they got flogged by Port, didn't they? Yeah. But then they've beaten West so, Coast. They can... They can... Going on what they produced last week, they can. They will definitely be at, beat Adelaide. Say they, they can. De- they say can they beat Frio. F- say they finish this four-week run at, at two and two. That would put them at two and three. Oh, I mean, they've. Uh, I I honestly think Port Adelaide North and Essendon will all win this week. So. That puts them to 12 points. Collingwood yeah, I think there's some teams that below. have beaten the teams they should have and have easy teams coming up. Yeah, I, I don't reckon they'll be so in the they'd have to. they'd have to win every game. This is why it's brave or stupid. This I'm going to go... I'm going to say it's brave because, I mean, I, I last week I would have said you're an idiot, but after this weekend <laughs> it's just gone, I think you have to be brave because they... I'm just going to say brave because who, who knows anything anymore. Yeah. I woke up Sunday morning hoping it was just all a bad dream, but <laughs> welcome to the last every year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, mate, like it, it may have been a like it was a dream for me on Sunday. It really was. Um, it, it it nearly turned into a nightmare, but um, I'm all that matters. Uh, so uh, if that's it, I believe that is. It. We got to we got to do our tipping. Yes. Um, yeah. Quick tips. Because we know nothing. Quick we know tip. less than yeah. usual, which is yeah. not much. Exactly. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> six. I guess six is a massive score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. At the moment, it it is. Um, all right. Well, we'll very quickly do our uh, uh, our quick tips for. Uh, 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 too early to call tips, if you ask me, because you yeah. know we're doing this on a Monday yeah. night. Oh, um, <laughs> but we'll start off. Uh, to be fair, if we did this on a on a Thursday morning, yeah, we still. I, I would still have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah. Okay, so first first game, uh, Richmond versus Hawthorne. Richmond, Richmond. I, I think we're all going Richmond on that one. Uh, Hawthorne just need to really regroup. Western Bulldogs versus GWS Giants on Friday. Giants. Brent? I'm going... I'm tossing up whether I think GWS have figured out how to play in Melbourne or not, but they haven't played there yet, have they? Well, I'm just purely Since... going the Giants because the Bulldogs have frustrated me the last two games. <laughs> I just... Oh. Uh, yeah, I'll go the Giants. I think they were caught napping. Yeah, um, I think Bulldogs will play better than they did because the blowtorch has been on them a little bit. But GWS more class, more talent, mm-hmm. um, more just better all yeah. around. Uh, going into Saturday, North oh. Melbourne versus Sydney. I can't believe can't believe I'm going to say this, but North. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, um, and and it's not that I can't believe Marvel. I'm tipping them. I just I'm just confident with this one. <laughs> they they play pretty well at Marvel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another one of our broken records. Um, I'm gonna have to go north as well. Uh, it's I don't, oh wow. It's real. I know. I it's, it's the most support they've ever had. It is. <laughs> like it ever. really is. It's a clean um, sweep. <laughs> I just I with Sid, like Sydney still don't uh, can only kick 10, 11 goals a game. So, uh, yeah. Collingwood versus St Kilda. So Collingwood. Pies. Is that the G? Pies. Yeah. 
Definitely. Wouldn't matter anyway. I've got, yeah, Collingwood. Um, St. Kilda's actually matching competition and not going to help them whatsoever. Uh, Saturday night, Brisbane versus West Coast. Uh, West Coast for me. Tricky for me because neither one of them have looked very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go West Coast. Well, I, I'm actually going to go West Coast too. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's just looking at that game, Brisbane yeah. were not convincing against Frio, and, but they won, whereas West Coast got belted, so they're going to get a rocket up them. Yeah. yeah. A- again, that's, 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 that's my only reasoning. It's the blowtorch factor. That's all, yeah. that's all, anytime yeah. there's a team that's got the, the blowtorch on them, you know that week they're going to come out firing. Um, and if they don't, then hedge roll. Yeah, and I honestly think West Coast just thought they were gonna win. They were just gonna win that game. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, also on Saturday night we have Geelong versus Carlton. Oh, I'm- speaking about a team that's got the ideal draw, they don't leave Geelong. Yeah, this, yes. this four week stretch. Yeah. yeah. So clearly Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Geelong. They. Yeah. I think I failed to mention them as one of the older teams that going to benefit from that 10 weeks off but like how good did they look yeah they're pretty solid to be fair they, they do go to the g next week against the demons but they'll oh they do they'll beat Buff. they'll beat carlton easily that was like when west coast used to go to the g once and it was against melbourne who were god awful yeah <laughs> but like that'd count as the melbourne game so it like did their did their mcg numbers a lot of good <laughs> yeah, uh, Geelong. Probably not worth mentioning Geelong. Yeah, but. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, I think it's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. Uh, moving on to Sunday morning, our time. Gold Coast. So, Sunday afternoon, everyone else's time. Gold Coast versus Adelaide. I think we're all going Gold Coast. Yeah, I'm going Gold Coast, and looking at the odds, they're favourites as well. That's yeah, great. I'll take I'll take your blowtorch factor and raise you a metricon factor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah, well, that's what, I mean the blowtorch. Like that's why I said the blowtorch factor works. Like you know, on teams that are, you know actually have some credibility. They should have won. Yeah, yeah they, they actually have <laughs> some form of culture or you know some like some semblance of togetherness. Adelaide is just a ramble at the moment. Heads. Well, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, they like they. That even like you could have all the fire on their ass, and they would still complain that it's cold. <laughs> moving- they would just complain that there's a fire. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to Essendon versus Melbourne, also on Sunday afternoon. I'm, ac- I'm actually it's pretty su- obvious. I'm actually surprised that the odds are so balanced. Same. It's- it's pretty much a dead even, and I reckon Essendon's a massive favourite. Yeah, I, I mine's don't... not. Mine's not showing me the odds. I must have a. Uh, so it's it's a dollar eight. It's problem. a dollar eighty eight to a dollar ninety two. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing as well, and I don't understand why. I so, well, the D's were bad against West Coast in round one. Yeah, they barely beat Carlton, who they, they're probably on par with. Well, they gave up a forty two point lead as well. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Essendon are better than them anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Essendon for sure. It just depends if Essendon continue this trend of showing up to a game yeah. and not showing up to the next one. And yeah. I think maybe yeah, I'm thinking that's why it is so high because it's like okay, well they've showed up for those two games. They've got to not show up for yeah. one sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a game they're not going to show up. Yeah. at. which one will it be? Exactly. Next week, next week, if they win this week against Melbourne, next week against Carlton, they'll be paying like be four bucks. Time. Oh man. Oh god. I please no, not not. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, bombers. Yeah, yeah. bombers. Uh, and last game, uh, Fremantle versus Port Adelaide. 
Oh, well, Port, uh, Port Adelaide have a percentage of 300, so... I, I'm going to have to go Port. I, th- I think they're planning to bring Jesse Hogan in because Sean Darcy's injured, but uh, yeah, okay. Port Adelaide's pretty pretty strong. Yeah. They're putting goals through. Yeah, and I mean, Frio, they play Brisbane, who haven't been at their best, but they're a good team. Yeah. But to me, it just... Like, they just rely on Fife and Walters so much. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they do. No, Whereas I, Port Adelaide, they're young, but like we've been harping on about their talent like all year, last year, and like preseason this year. Yeah. You know, I think um, uh, Port Adelaide just a little bit better than than Frio. I think Frio has like has been very commendable in their losses, but I think this is the te- this is the game where they end up losing by definitely more than a kick. Yeah. Um, did, so we I think, agree, did we agree on everything? I was just about to say, I think we all went unanimous. I think we all went Richmond over Hawthorne, yep. GWS over Bulldogs, North over Sydney, Collingwood over St Kilda, West Coast over Brisbane, Geelong over Carlton, Gold Coast over Adelaide, Essendon over Melbourne, Port over Frio. Yep, well. Great mindset. So Nathan will change like five of those. <laughs> yes, yes, Thursday, yes, he will. And he'll get them all right. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them will be 30 seconds before the game starts. Oh, yeah, the oh. ball. No, the ball will be bounced, and he's like, oh, "Yeah, I got it in just in time." Oh, yeah. sorry, guys. I actually meant to say Hawthorne Bulldogs Sydney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you if you really want to catch up to Nathan, you just you basically have to be pressing F five on the tipping uh, ladder just to see. <laughs> yeah. you know, to to be fair, I um with I think it was forty seconds before the bounce, I switched to Melbourne. And at quarter time, I was just like, "Wow, this is this is such a good move." And then at three quarter time, I was like, "What have I done?" Because <laughs> Carlton were coming hard, and when they when yeah. they drew level, I was so angry at myself. But you know, winners are winners. <laughs> winners are grinners, and I can I can hear Nathan uh, smiling. Nathan's a grinner. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty happy with that Melbourne one. Uh, well, I think we'll leave it at that. Um, with Nathan's ego firmly uh, <laughs> off the ground. Um, uh, yes, thank you all for joining us. Uh, hope you all enjoy the football that's going to come in the week. Um, and I hope I enjoy it because Saturday night was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, just that. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the footy.